You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, Episode 47, Transition Words. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things. Some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life. And give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Hooray! It is the end of the school year. Are you celebrating? It's my first day of summer break, a three-month break from the clinic that I work in a self-created sabbatical. (laughs) Time to refresh and refocus and restore and renew. And one week until Portugal. But worry not, there's going to be a new episode while we are away. And you are welcome to follow our adventure. I'll be posting on Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. So here's to summer. Let the joy begin. Today's topic, transition words meaning words that are intended to acknowledge where we're at and move us towards a new path by changing the trajectory of our thoughts. Going back to the purpose of this podcast, let's start there. It's to look at mindset, exactly how the introduction states it. What is it that contributes to a life that thrives? And how about a life that's stuck? It's all about mindset. It's about our beliefs. You know what our behavior is? It's our beliefs that are put into practice. So simple, right? Like we show the world what we believe without even saying a word. How we dress, what time we show up, who we include, how we feel about ourselves, what we're willing to risk or endure. That is all the manifestation of our beliefs. And each week we explore a new way of looking at our minds, evaluating our thinking, processing our behavior, essentially working to go deeper, to have a better understanding and to start to shift where our mind goes. Shift from where it intrinsically goes, because it's allowed to roam free most of the time for many of us. Shifting it to where we want it to go and putting those practices in place. We look at why it might be going there. And we look at the stories that we tell ourselves, the endings to the stories, because our brain doesn't like an incomplete story. We create endings, we create conclusions, and then we react to them. (laughs) Because we have the ability to think, like we have this amazing mind, it doesn't mean that we know how it works. And for many people, it's just on autopilot. I say that with the deepest respect. Because we have an amazing mind doesn't mean we're comfortable with it. Like, you know, people say they get these moods. I don't know why I'm in this mood. It just happens. You know from the podcast, it's not true. Moods don't just happen. They're a manifestation of our thinking. Because we have an amazing brain doesn't mean we know how to optimize it or use it for its highest good or fuel it effectively based on what we consume. I'm one of those people who just wants more in life, wants to create more than what my brain can even imagine and what my brain knows how to deal with. If I was stuck in autopilot, I'd probably still be in college and working towards the next degree. Education is so comfortable and soothing and 
there's always more to learn. So if you also want to kick autopilot out of your life and take control, then you understand. So starting to think about thinking, learning how your mind works, it can be like this. First, you watch a movie about flying a plane, and then you step into the cockpit for the first time to be the pilot. An overwhelming experience, and we have no idea. All the buttons, gauges, gadgets, it looks so intimidating, like, oh, palpitations. Time to go back, watch that movie again. Each week in the podcast, though, we take a little piece, a little piece of our mind, a little piece of a pattern or a habit or a block, and invite in some reflection, taking away the fear of it, whatever it is. We even name things and use metaphors and work to become comfortable with emotion and with thinking, especially the unpleasant thoughts, and to become comfortable with ourselves and our humanity. Just a little piece. So kind of like watching the movie on flying and then just sitting in the pilot seat. Like that's it. That's all you need to do today. Just sit there. Notice this is a cockpit. There's lots of stuff in it, but all your task is is just to sit there and you're going to learn to take the pressure off, to offer some understanding. We think about thinking and talk about thinking essentially as a way to step back to make it more objective than subjective. And sometimes even we depersonalize what's going on. We try to remove the story from the circumstances and evaluate how that story has been driving our behavior and creating our results. Here's an example of depersonalizing. That was my failure. Or, that didn't work out. Can you see the difference? How personal that was my failure seems and how impersonal that just didn't work out. How impersonal that seems. One is incredibly heavy and the other is light. And there are two ways of looking at the same thing. And it's a much different experience based on which one you choose to listen to. In the podcast in general, we also cover building on what does work, especially the stuff that seems too easy to be true. And we delve into callings, you know, that tiny voice in your heart that's been neglected, which is kind of funny, right? How high achievers who work so hard can easily neglect what matters most to our soul. Kind of funny. We even discuss the zones of genius and living in fifth gear, and that's the good stuff. That's more of what you love, and as a bonus, it strengthens your ability to manage discomfort. So keeping in line with all of that today is no different. We are talking about transition words. These are one or two words that when used, it's like replying to doubt with doubt. Yep, doubting your doubt. Doubting that the perceived fear is real. Doubting that there really is uncertainty Doubting that you can't possibly make a decision. Doubting your brain when it tells you it's not going to work. The mind of high achievers, it likes to overcomplicate things. Take us down a path of confusion and overwhelm. You experience this. I know we talk about it in real time. And it seems so real. Like when our mind comes up with, I don't know what to say. It's not that good. It's not ready for the public. I can't do it. It's too soon. There's too much going on. I have to make this better first. Those are excuses. I use them too. 
Like our mind can make out anything to be difficult and then we create these excuses to cope and I am so good at them. Here's my favorites. Again, because I've probably mentioned them before. I don't fit in. People don't understand. I'm introverted. I've used that one so much. They look like an old pair of jeans that the knees are worn out. And it's funny now to see how often I used it and how I was just trying to protect myself so that I wouldn't have to share or try or risk anything. And what's particularly funny is how much I enjoy connection, being around like-minded individuals, sharing ideas to create something greater, and really being a cheerleader for the great work that you all are doing, which kind of sounds extroverted. That's what makes it funny. People will often tell me, I feel like there's two pieces of me and they fight with each other. One's on one side yelling one thing, the other's on the other side yelling just the opposite. And here's how I simplify it for my mind. It's a competition between two very different levels of the mind. Please note, this is my simplification. I've not looked it up. I doubt you will find any medical references to it. It's not based on hard science, only on how I've simplified it as a way to understand. So one is designated to keep us safe, stay the same, take no risk because if you do, you're going to die. That's the primitive part. And then there's this higher level of reasoning, this the intellect part. You're not going to die. It's okay. Look at the bigger picture. See the evidence on why this is important and how good it's going to be. Stay calm. Work your way through it. The primitive side, it gets excited, it's excitable, it's triggered in an instant, and it remembers the pain and reminds us of it often to scare us, keep us safe. The executive function, the cognitive reasoning, it calmly talks us down from the ledge, if we listen. That's our wisdom. That's putting into practice what we've learned and integrating all the sensory input to make the best decisions. The executive function, the cognitive reasoning part of our brain, it can be outwitted though. Kind of like a smooth talker who saunters in and takes over a conversation. It brings up a little doubt, which touches on a little weakness, which raises some uncertainty and the drama unfolds. Here's an example. That pink, it might just be a little too pink for your website. People won't like it. I don't know and then spend three hours looking at every shade of pink. Followed by, what am I going to do if I don't get this one right? The pink, it really needs to complement the blue. What if the logo turns people off? And how about the about page? What if I don't say the right things? What if people hate it or hate me? I can't start this now. There's too many things to think about, too many decisions to make. It's going too fast. Can you see how little doubt in an area that we're not confident in, how it adds up and it can shut a project down, the primitive brain, it won that round. Does the example, though, sound a little too trivial? If so, let's personalize it. What are you working on that you have a lower amount of confidence in, such that any tiny little piece of doubt will escalate into full-on drama? Are you writing a blog? Telling people what you do, giving a talk, sharing your dreams, those secret ones, those personal ones. Are you working to change your body or your health? Or how about starting a side gig? 
Now insert a little tiny piece of doubt, like a neutral comment on your blog, or no engagement on your post, or being unfriended. How about if somebody unsubscribes to your list, or a patient doesn't book a follow-up, or a random comment, oh, that dream isn't really realistic. You know your body's been this way for years. Little seeds of doubt can create a big spin, shut us down, cause us to rethink it because it's too soon to move on. We're always in different stages of growth in every aspect of our life, meaning everything we do is on a spectrum of confidence. Tying your shoelaces, boom, high confidence. Rolling over a 401k, maybe medium confidence. Doing your own taxes, for me, low confidence. And it's our level of confidence that'll determine how much doubt it takes to spin us into confusion and overwhelm and shut anything down. In high confidence areas, we can go a long ways before doubt is triggered. The low confidence areas, the wind blows, we're triggered. It's as good as done. That button, whether it's doubt, uncertainty, shame, whatever it is, when it's hit, Ooh, spin around and it's now time to watch Netflix. So with that background, let's tie in today's topic, transition words. These are words for you to challenge your mind with, to doubt your doubt, doubt the uncertainty, challenge the overwhelm, and to stare back at fear. Because all of those are primitive mind emotions, the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty, and they travel with their companion shame. So here's the first one. So what? Yep, two words intended to disrupt and challenge your mind and change the trajectory of your thoughts. Create space to stay in control. You may have noticed as a high achiever that it feels good to be in control. So what? Here's an example. There's a certified letter at the mailbox followed by fear of what it could be. And the response, so what? Hmm. Yeah, so what? I'll figure it out. There's going to be a thousand people applying for that position and sure doubt on if it's really worth it to even try. So what? Hmm. It only matters what I do. So what can take you back to trusting yourself, believing in yourself, being willing to accept the unknown or the undesired rather than fight and escalate it. So what? Use it to remove the clutter and the mind drama and use it as a cue to pause, to not let your mind go over the cliff of negative thinking. They didn't call. So what? Pause. I wonder if they're okay. With that pause, you can add in some compassion or love, maybe empathy, some expression of humanity first for yourself, because your mind may intrinsically want to make it personal and negative. So adding that expression of humanity for yourself, recognizing it, and then you can extend it to others. So what allows you to doubt the doubt, insert the pause, kind of like an um for your brain. Um, the word that speech teachers hate. But we're only talking about a pause, not a filler word. So what also invites in the cognitive reasoning and executive function? 
followed by something that's going to invite connection and clarity. Here's the next transition word, and. A single word with three letters which can redirect energy. And this one, you can use it similarly to so what. Try it out. See how it works for you. So what and can be used with other people to redirect the energy that's coming at you as well. And is encouragement to get to the bottom line. It may take a few uses to get there with yourself or with others. Didn't you know that they didn't invite you? And you really should have been there. And you only scored a 60. And you can personalize it in any way you want. See how you can add value to working with your brain and in responding to others. The third transition word, really. I like this one because my mind can go from zero to catastrophe in an instant, anytime that I'm getting close to the edge of my comfort zone. When you use really, it is required to say it in a monotone way, like Ben Stein and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. People are going to laugh. Really? That specialist is going to think you're an idiot for calling. Really? No one is going to take that ad seriously. Really? You're never going to earn that promotion. Really? It's almost like putting your hand up to signal stop. Really is the head tilt, the voice that questions the very existence of any ridiculous thought or statement. How can you use this one? How about with somebody saying to you, you have to do this and this and this and this. Really? Can you feel some confidence? Some de-escalation? To not cave in, not give to demands just because they're presented to you? Kind of like when a toddler's having a tantrum. Really? You don't have to jump in emotionally. You don't have to rush and fix anything. You also don't have to assume that anything is wrong. You can answer with really. And if there really is an emergency, you're going to figure it out. So three transition words or phrases for you to try on. So what? And really. Use them in lots of different situations, internally, externally. Because using them helps to develop confidence and you will surprise yourself and others. You can start seeing your mind patterns, how things come up, how you used to respond to them when they came up, especially if they scared you, and how you can now pause and realize there is no emergency. You're also going to start asking yourself different questions, and it encourages others to be more discerning in their questions or requests to you. Just delight in it. Develop your own transition words or phrases that can change your life experience, because they do. They especially help to change those quiet times when your brain is racing around, telling you that you're not doing enough, you're failing, or nobody cares. Because get this, you are doing enough. In fact, you're doing far more than others, and it's not a competition. In fact, you're winning. You're just moving so fast you can't see it. 
and people do care and are waiting to be invited to share it with you. This is all about developing a system for understanding your mind and then managing your mind and living your beliefs intentionally and consistently rather than being driven by doubt, fear, and uncertainty. So more tools on your journey to a phenomenal life. All my best. High five. I will see you next time. Are you ready for coaching? Ready for more in your life? Want to see what's possible? Then message me at Facebook, Dina George MD Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you.